Hey, this is Max from the Arkells, and you're listening to Underground Sports Philadelphia. What is going on, everybody? Welcome into episode number 605 of Underground Sports Philadelphia, presented by the city of Vineland. It's KB coming at you from Underground Studios and joining me like he does every weekend edition of the pod, the host with the most, the people's champ, and his NFC squad is moving on to the NFC championship game for the first time since before I was born. It is Mr. Muted Patty Pitts. Muted no more. What's going on? It's the Motor City Kitties. They fucking did it. <laughs> I'm so excited. Like, I watched, so I went in to uh, the bar we went to, uh, and I walked to, I was walking to the table that Ben and his girlfriend were at, and this guy looked at me and goes, are you ready? Are, are you, are, are you not ready? I'm like, Waiting for this a long time, man. He looks at them. He's like, "Are you guys fans? Well, are you just supporting him? Like, oh, they're, we're supporting him. You know, we we're not. We're Patriots fans here in New England. But no, I was. I came in strong, repping my Calvin Johnson jersey, and I watched. I was glued to that television. It was. It was all like, it was exactly how I thought the game would kind of go, and by that I mean it was close. Like you know, it, it, I didn't think it was gonna be. Alliance blowout, you know, by any means. Um, but it was a, a close game that I, you know, I, I was I was sad for Baker. You know, that was kind of my only rooting cause for the Bucks. But more more so, so happy that the Lions are back in the NFC Championship game. It's it's so nice. We are uh, gonna talk all about that. We got Eagles news. We got Sixers, Flyers. And some Phillies notes as well. Uh, we'll dive into all of that and whatever else decides to come across the docket while we're recording. But before we get into all of it, make sure you guys are following us on the socials at Underground PHI, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Threads. We are three followers away on TikTok from 150, and we're like a couple hundred likes away from 10K, which is pretty sick. Uh, so go check us out on the talk. We've been way more active on there, uh, trying to grow the TikTok brand. We've been active on threads a lot, surpassed a hundred followers on threads. So let's keep that rolling. Um, and of course, Twitter, we're there. Instagram, we're there. We're like 26 followers away on Instagram from 700. So let's keep it rolling. Everybody let's keep it rolling. Uh, you can follow Pitts on Twitter at Pat underscore Pitts and at Pitsy35 on Instagram and threads. You can follow me at KBIZZL311 on the Bird app and KBIZZLE11 on Instagram and threads. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast feed on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
uh, I forget if I mentioned it on last week's episode, this mm-hmm. podcast in particular is number two in the company in Spotify followers, only behind yeah. OTB. Um, yeah, you did, you did mention let's that. Let's keep growing the Spotify audience. Let's keep growing the Apple podcast audience, of course. Uh, let's keep it pushing. We we are growing big time, and that's things we love to see. Um, so let's keep the charts rolling. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. It really does help when you guys subscribe uh, on Apple and Spotify because more people find the podcast, more people know uh, that we're putting out content on audio form as well. And I know people listen in audio form all the time. So keep subscribing on Apple and Spotify. Leave a five-star rating and review uh let's let's keep the numbers growing let's get on the charts let's make it happen and uh keep this this spaceship rocking and rolling uh and of course subscribe to the underground sports philadelphia youtube channel youtube.com slash at underground sports philadelphia that's where you get full video episodes of this show twice a week full video episodes of every show on our network shorts clips live streams original video content it's all on our youtube channel we're at 724 subscribers right now trying to get to 800 before the end of the month got like nine days to help us get there I think it's That's doable. What, I think it's doable. Uh, so let's let's get to 800 subscribers on YouTube before the end of January. I think it's very possible uh, with the way things are going. And, uh, of course, like we said at the top of the show, the show is presented by the City of Vineland. And the City of Vineland Municipal Calendar features city-organized, city-sponsored, and city-affiliated events that are of public interest. The calendar, which is accessible at VinelandCity.org, is a good way for residents and visitors to build awareness, remain engaged with city government, and participate in local events. You can also follow the City of Vineland on social media via their Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube pages. And through these tools, you can stay connected to the community and get important announcements about programs and services offered by the city. Vineland, New Jersey, where it's always growing season. A big thank you to Security 21 Security Systems and Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated for their continued support of this podcast. Pitsy, I do have to start before we get into any sports. Um, This weekend, I saw something that I didn't think existed anymore as it snowed in Vineland for the first time in years to the point where school was shut down or delayed for multiple days. And I didn't think snow existed anymore, but here we are. Uh, there was snow on the ground this week. Wow, that's a normalcy here. I, I mean, I we have snow on the ground outside my house right now, and actually, it got to the point where my windshield, the windshield wiper, was stuck to the windshield, and I tried to rip it off and rip the entire thing off, and it went flying Yikes. into the neighbor's yard at four fifteen in the morning. Yikes! Um, so that was a ton, ton of fun. Uh, yeah, I can't remember the last time I saw snow, like in person. That's crazy. Yeah, like that, it's been I, that long. Wow, and you're like, not you're like I, still northeast. Like, yeah. I exactly put you in the northeast if we're going geographically. 100%. Forty-five That's minutes bizarre. from the ocean. Yeah, exactly. You got water near you. That shit's got to freeze. Like, can't. Remember what's the, the lowest temp? Like, what's well, how what, what how cold is it right now? Uh, right now, outside where I like, am, this will be a good. Stationed. This will be a good. It's twenty-two test. degrees. Okay, so we are at uh, this 21. week. This 21. week, the highs were hitting like fourteen, fifteen. 
Okay, good. All right, so we're in the same ballpark there because it's yeah. the same thing. But it, here's, here's the fun part where I tell everybody I know, if you want to experience all four seasons in a week, come to Vineland, New Jersey. Because uh, So today's high was 33 degrees. Tomorrow being Monday, but when you guys are listening to this, where I'm at, it'll be 37 degrees. Then on Tuesday, 46 degrees. Then on Wednesday, 55% chance of rain and 49 degrees. Then on Thursday, a 70% chance of rain and a high of 58 degrees. And then on Friday, break out the shorts. 65 degree, uh, 65% chance of rain, 66 degrees is your high on Friday. Feel good Friday, baby. It's going to be warm as hell. Bro, that um, that's absolute nonsense. <laughs> weather, um, if it's up to the you trip. see why I didn't think I snow mean, existed anymore. Bro, that's some like pajama ta- pajama Sam type shit where he manipulates <laughs> the weather in his in the second episode of that trilogy. Like you just messing with the gods there. I that's wild. Yeah, that is wild. That's where we are. Uh, and where else we are is the NFL playoffs. We'll start with the teams that are not in because we have eagles news that broke tonight uh it is brought to you by our awesome merch partners at phi apparel company the best merch partners in the game from shirts to hoodies they've got you covered with the best philly sports merch available from the eagles the phillies the flyers the sixers the union and underground sports philadelphia podcast merch they are the exclusive merch partners of our podcast network Go to phiapparel.co so you can stand out in the crowd. Whether you're going to the bar, getting ready to go to the Wells Fargo Center, hanging out at home with your friends and family, or gearing up, you know, spring training right around the corner. Spring training right around the corner. See, Pitsy just logged on and saw how fire the merch is at PHI Apparel Company. That's the type of reactions you get. That's that's yeah, that's the reaction when I saw the t-shirt collection. And his reaction is going to be even better when I say when you go to phiapparel.co and you use code underground at checkout, you get 10% off any and all merch orders. Most effective and direct way to support us and everything we're doing here at Underground Sports Philadelphia. And when you get your merch, tag us. We'll repost it everywhere. That's phiapparel.co. Code Underground, 10% off your order. Pitsy, what actually happened that uh, caused that reaction? <laughs> yeah, um, the bass kicker might have pushed it a little wide right. Um, God damn it. Um, and uh, as someone who kind of went on a show on Friday and said how there is going to absolutely be overtime in this Chiefs-Bills game, um, yeah, so... The, the champ just got knocked down a bit here. That sucks. But, oh man, wow! I'm just shocked. I'm just, I'm just shocked here. Um, gonna, yep, there you go. There that we sucks. go. That's that's what that's just down the hatch, Patty P. Um, so the news before we get into the teams that are still in the playoffs, the Eagles. Uh, as reported by multiple sources, have fired defensive coordinator Sean Desai on Sunday night. Um, it was part of the alleged agreement that was made between Jeffrey Lurie and Nick Sirianni that if he was going to keep his job, he was going to have to fire his coordinators. So Sean Desai is gone. The other news is Matt Patricia not under contract, so he is going to seek opportunity elsewhere. And you know what? Rip Bozo, don't let the door hit you on the way out. Because... I think the changing of defensive coordinator play calling was a mistake. 
It was the beginning of the end. The Eagles were 10-3 and when they made the change, finished 1-4 and down the stretch. The defense got worse, and whoever's decision, as Matt so eloquently put it uh, on last episode we recorded, whoever's decision that was needs to be under harsh criticism and potentially not have a job um, because that was a huge mistake. And we are one step closer to fixing the Eagles because the defensive coordinator is gone. The other alleged rumor is that Denard Wilson, former secondary coach of the Philadelphia Eagles, is uh, rumored to be a candidate that Nick Sirianni is looking to interview, um, Mm -hmm. which he shouldn't have ever been allowed to exit the building. He should have been the defensive coordinator hired as soon as Jonathan Gannon fucked us over last season. Uh, because every single member of the secondary was advocating for him to come back and be the defensive coordinator, uh, including Detroit Lion C.J. Gardner-Johnson. Uh, so that tells you how good of a defensive coordinator he really is. Mm-hmm. Um, I would I would certainly love for him to be back. The Ravens led the NFL in takeaways in terms of interceptions this year. Goes to show you he's a pretty damn good coach. And what's one thing the Eagles lack this year? Turnovers. I would absolutely welcome him back. He's a, a stud defensive coach. And then it's all about finding the proper offensive coordinator. The one name that has been dropped by Mike Garofolo allegedly as a candidate is uh, one former offensive assistant for the Philadelphia Eagles or consultant, whatever title you want to give him, and former offensive coordinator of your Detroit Lions, Pat Pitts. That is one Jim Bob Cooter. Jim Bob Cooter did a good job with the Lions offense when Stafford was there. I was a big fan of what he did. I think he was in he he was there during my college years. So like Stafford, uh, Marvin Jones, all that. And he did a good job with that offense to the point where, I mean, the defense was their weakness. You bring him in with when we have him work with Hurts. You have the weapons there. He was already. here in twenty twenty one with Hurts too as the offensive like exactly. Consultant. Um, I don't see an issue. And he with was that. with the Jaguars in twenty twenty two, and he was with the Colts this year as their and offensive. The, oh well, okay. To be honest with the Colts, I still think that's a win with him in in a I would say a check mark in his good column. Because look what the Colts' offense did when Anthony Richardson went down. I mean, that could have been a, a team disaster. that would have – it could have been a complete disaster and a team that is, you know, with the Patriots in in the draft lottery where you actually have the opposite and you have a guy like Gardner Minshew come in and rectify the situation to the point where you're actually fighting for a division, uh, a divisional title. It's just – it's insane. Yeah. Yeah. Um... I think it's it's one of those things you need to explore new and innovative and creative ways offensively for this team to improve and get better and, and be the lethal offense that they were in 2022. You saw what they were with somebody as creative as Shane Steichen uh, as the offensive coordinator. You need to get back to that. And, mm-hmm. you know, it sucks that, you know, Cliff Kingsbury is probably going to get hired by the Bears because Caleb Williams is going there, so it makes a ton of sense. You think Caleb Williams goes to the Bears? It's feeling more and more like that. It's feeling what the hell are we doing with Justin Fields? Um, I saw a lot of things out there. Let me 
ask you how you feel about this. Doesn't Justin Fields feel like a perfect Pittsburgh Steeler? Ooh, okay. To be honest, that, that thought never popped into my head. They have an offensive line. They have a running game. They have wide receivers who can get down the field. And you run an RPO offense with Mike Tomlin. Something he's never been able to do. Because he's never it's had the not... opportunity to. Yeah, he's never, I mean, Big Ben ain't run no RPO. Um, no, neither is Kenny Pickett. <laughs> and Kenny Pickett, I don't even think, knows what those three letters mean. So, you know, when you think about that, it's interesting. Um, I, I don't hate the idea. I'm more just trying to wrap my head around it. Uh, I could, I mean, the Patriots wouldn't be a bad spot, in my opinion, if you don't feel comfortable drafting your future in this draft and would rather trade up. I think Russ is a Patriot. That's another name I've heard where it's We talked about that a couple weeks say, ago. I think we did. And, you know, you want to say, no, oh, my God, Russ, like Patriots, Patriots. But actually, in, in all reality, I, I actually wouldn't mind Russ. He knows how to run an offense and is an elite quarterback at the end of the day. It would be like a better Cam Newton situation coming in. Mm-hmm. And not that Cam Newton was bad, I just think. No, Cam Newton was actually really good and really surpassing a lot of people's expectations. It was just the point where he got COVID and then he was just really kind of a scapegoat during Mm -hmm. the eventual avalanche that led to the demise of the Patriots at the end of the day. Um, So, yeah, Desai and Matt Patricia are gone. Brian Johnson is fielding interviews uh for head coaching jobs from the titans the panthers and most recently the atlanta falcons uh he going with, he's not going with the falcons that's just yeah. them doing their due diligence that's, i think that's I think, them taking I think the titans and panthers make a lot of sense um for him Don't hate to, to go and get a head coaching job mm-hmm. i it's it's such a weird thing there's so many reports that have been coming out whether it was sirianni meddling with the offense or brian johnson's offense I choose to believe that it was Brian Johnson not really having the wherewithal to be a true play caller. Like, there's some coaches that are phenomenal quarterback coaches. Mm-hmm. You see it all the time. And then they make the jump up to offensive coordinator and they don't got it. Do Brian Johnson bad, yeah. feels like that case where phenomenal quarterback coach knew the ins and out of the position, but when it came to play calling and having to control the entire offense, it felt overwhelming, and that's why you saw the dog water offense that we saw from the Philadelphia Eagles that the talent carried to be more um, – to, to look better than it was. You know, mm-hmm. you, the talents of A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, and DeAndre Swift to all have 1,000-yard seasons mm-hmm. in their respective – you know, craft, whether it was a thousand yard receiving or a thousand yards rushing, that's talent in the way that the Eagles offense was operating this year. For Jalen Hurts to have 38 touchdowns this year, it's the way the Eagles offense was talented alongside Mm -hmm. him to be able to do that the way that their, their scheming was, is a testament to how much of a superstar Jalen Hurts is. Um, I saw a report today rumor whatever you want to call it and it's from one of those aggregate accounts who was talking about it so take it with a grain of salt i'm going to pull up the full quote here because was um, was our good pal M- ml football? well i don't know if it was ml or jpa one of the two 
Oh yeah, um, one of those. Okay, I know I'm you're talking. Pull about. up the full quote here, because here we go. yeah, it was JPA football. Um, rumors. This is a source told Ralph Vacchiano, who is the NFC East reporter for Fox Sports. Um, Jalen Hurts and Eagles offensive coordinator Brian Johnson were quote rarely ever on the same page this season. Hertz would reportedly freelance and call audibles frequently late in the season. If this is true, it would be hard to envision Brian Johnson staying with the team. I think that just makes sense as an outsider looking in with the dysfunction that you saw with the Eagles offense. Because when I look at it, it had nothing to do with the talent. You can tell right away when there's a talent issue on any side of the ball. And there was no talent issue there. It just felt like everyone was trying to do their own thing. Yeah, like trying to do their own thing yes. because no one could get on the same page. Yeah, and it's it's one of those things that it just is a testament to how talented the Eagles are that they were able to navigate through a season like this, win 11 games, and make the playoffs somehow. Um, but a lot's got to change come next season. You need... You know, we posted the clip today because you always post the clip of the 2017 Eagles getting ready for the NFC Championship game against the Vikings and Chris Long with the ever-famous quote, anyone could have gotten it that night. Um, A lot of people quote tweeting that and responding to it saying, we need to inject this type of vibe from coaches to players into this team next year to get back here. And I couldn't agree more. Like, we need that type of culture curated again. And it felt like it was there last year. It felt like back to 2017 where like nobody could, you know, touch us. No one likes us. We don't care type of vibes. And it felt good to be like the top dogs of the NFC Mm -hmm. where this year it felt very separated, felt very disjointed. And you could tell almost from week one and you didn't want to chalk it up to to that because it was week one but like we we've talked about it a number of times on here like you go back to that week one game against the patriots if homie doesn't get one foot out of bounds on those two catches the eagles start the season zero and one and who knows what happens from there oh absolutely so i mean it's one of those things they need culture guys to either stick around or come in and obviously you have your core four of jason kelsey who we'll talk about in a little bit Um, Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, who says he wants to come back for his farewell tour one more year, which signed the paperwork today, Uh, and then Lane Johnson. You need guys around that, which it feels like A.J. Brown is. It feels like Devontae Smith is. It feels like Dallas Goddard, Jalen Hurts are those guys. It feels like, you know, Jordan Mailata, uh, Landon Dickerson, Cam Juergens, like having those guys in the fray makes a ton of sense. But you also need culture guys on that defense. You need the young guys to start stepping up, too, in more ways than one, which I think you saw Jalen Carter, arguably defensive rookie of the year this year, I think in my book he is. Uh, Jordan Davis this year. I'm tired of the Jordan Davis slander that I see on my timeline, too, where it's like, oh, he's so fat. It's like, bro, he's a run-stopping defensive tackle. He's supposed to be big. He's not supposed to be getting after the quarterback. You don't know ball. 
Uh, yeah, Vita Vea ain't no slim. Right, and, slim and we dude. saw just like two months ago, Jordan mm-hmm. Davis running down Josh Allen at a top speed of like twenty miles an hour. Pretty good. Like, I mean, come on, good. let's get a grip yeah. here. Yeah, uh, you know, you need Josh Sweat to take another step forward and become an elite defensive end for this team. You need guys to to really come into their own, and I think they really need to take a hard look in the mirror at the secondary. I think they need to take a real hard look in the mirror at the linebacker position. Sure, you have Nicobe Dean, and when he got hurt, things really unraveled. But you need to put value in the linebacker position, whether it's in free agency or in the draft again. You need to put value in the secondary. I know, you know, you, you can't be a GM and, and look at things in hindsight because every GM would get fired that way. But obviously, hindsight, the Eagles should have never paid James Bradbury because he's cooked. The Eagles need to invest more in the safety position. I love Reed Blankenship. I think he's a very solid player. Is he somebody who should be starting 16 games for you? Probably not. You need elite safety play. You look at the Eagles. They're, in my lifetime, the Eagles are known for having elite safety duos or one like top of the line safety from Brian Dawkins, Michael Lewis, mm-hmm. Brian Dawkins, Quentin, Michael, Brian Dawkins by himself speaks for itself. Yeah. Uh, and then to go from Brian Dawkins to Malcolm Jenkins and then Malcolm Jenkins and Rodney McLeod together. And then I Malcolm Jenkins Rodney. still here. Like, and then CJ Gardner Johnson for a year. Like this team is known for having that one elite safety at the very least, if not mm-hmm. a duo, you need to have an elite safety duo for this team. It is just like mm-hmm. in the DNA of the Philadelphia Eagles. And it goes back to even before Brian Dawkins. Like you, you need to really value positions that in today's NFL are going to win you games, are going to win you divisions, are going to win you playoff games. And the linebacker and safety position are going to do that in a league where the tight end position has evolved so much. You need elite linebacker play. You need elite strong safety play, and the Eagles just did not have that this year. They didn't. No, it didn't feel like the Eagles had anyone uh, as a legit threat in the safety position. It didn't feel – it didn't have that feel like years ago. Yeah, and I mean, is some of that from play calling? Potentially. But you need to get an elite defensive coordinator in here and hopefully somebody that will stick around for a while. Um and then you need to find an offensive coordinator that's going to utilize. And, like, if I'm an offensive coach, I'm, like, banging down the door of the Novacare complex to ask for an interview with the Eagles to be the next offensive coordinator. Who wouldn't want to coach Jalen Hurts, Devontae Smith, A.J. Brown, Dallas Goddard, potentially DeAndre Swift if they re-sign him, which absolutely they should. Hashtag re-sign Swift. I don't um, see why not. And the rest of the playmakers on this offense, like – you should you should this should be job opportunity number one outside of head coaching opportunities Mm -hmm. i agree it's a dream destination for any potential oc and i need people on the timeline to cut the shit with the report today that a certain head coach at ucla is potentially going to get looks as an offensive coordinator in the nfl we are not bringing chip kelly back to philadelphia please stop (laughs) for the love of christ We've done that. We've done that song and dance. Bro, I haven't heard that, but if that's true, dude, holy shit. There's, We've done that do already. That. We've been no, there. Be, no, that's why I, I really do love being an ally, a brother 
uh, of Eagles Nation uh, because you understand that you can't move backwards, and that's all the Patriots did for the past three years. I, I like love Chip Kelly as an offensive coordinator makes sense for the Patriots. Don't, don't fucking, don't do that. I'm saying as an OC, not a head coach, not a GM. I don't care. I don't want. No, here's the thing. It's like but for it's, a team it's like reasonable. yours, where like you're exactly. trying to find the quarterback, you're trying to find the offensive weapons and get creative. And but Chip Kelly's still old school. Like old school. He's it's he's more up to date with more of the college game than the NFL game. That's I want someone what who you guys need. No, we want someone who's more uh, has a hand on the pulse of the current NFL, like with the mobile quarterback. I'm not saying they have to be a runner, you know, uh, in that regard. But I mean, a nice Jalen Hurts. Who who did Chip Kelly coach uh, last year, quarterback? Oh, who was it? It's a pretty sure. It's a draft name. I'm assuming. Uh, DTR. Dorian Thompson Robinson. That's with the Browns. Did he really? He was UCLA's quarterback. But still, I I want like I want a young, hey, hungry guy. I'm, I'm just gonna say, as somebody who did the Chip Kelly experience before, Justin Fields and Chip Kelly would be a lot of fun. Dude, Especially since I you have a defensive old. head coach. You're you're putting a lot of thoughts in my head, and the voices inside of it are not liking it. I don't Justin mind. Fields it. would be a lot of fun. But the, those voices up there really they're 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 mad, Kyle. They they don't like you putting that evil on us. I understand where you're coming from, but they're really pissed off that we're going outside. Oh, that's funny. I just can't, and <laughs> I I don't want to hear it. I I like where we're at right now. Um. So, yeah, now we're just waiting for Brian Johnson to either get hired as head coach or denied, and then the Eagles fire him. Um, because if he does get hired, he's under contract, so the Eagles will get compensatory picks for him uh, leaving to become a head coach, which is something that is in Howie Roseman's DNA, is collecting comp picks like they're Infinity Stones. Um, so we'll wait and see on that. <laughs> this fucking guy. You, you said Infinity Stones. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm the <laughs> um, But yeah, I mean, it's a step in the right direction, and it's one of those things. I saw a report, too, that the conversations between Sirianni and Lori continued after their meeting ended, um, which allegedly rarely happens or never happens with Jeffrey Lori. So that's another good sign. And we said it from the jump, like both you and I and Matt and I said, you don't fire a coach like a head coach who has gotten you to the playoffs three straight years. And Sirianni is not the problem. Like when I look at the Eagles team, I don't see. There's a lot of problems with it. Is he part of the problem? Maybe, you know, if he was the decision maker on the Desai versus Patricia thing, that's a him problem when the offense clearly needed adjusting to, um, Patricia's got experience there. He could have taken over the get that fucking Looney Tune out of my city. Dude, he could have taken over the offense. Maybe he's your next OC. No, get him out. Get him out of here. Um, I'm I'm just waiting to see who the next offensive coordinator is going to be, and I'll be interested. That's going to be a a fascinating thing. I've seen a ton of people interviewing for that Falcons job that aren't going to get that Falcons job. I saw, uh, I mean, I'm sure the Bills are probably going to remove the tag, but Joe Barry 
the uh, offensive coordinator now for the Bills, the interim coordinator. Mm. He interviewed for the Falcons uh, this week. Interesting. Um, so, I mean, he could be a name that potentially, if he wants to leave Buffalo, hey, come on down. Um, you know, there there's a, a plethora of options, but I think the Eagles need to hire somebody young, hire somebody who's like, innovative and creative and can get the most out of the talent on this offense like mm-hmm. as funny as it would be to have us sitting here and talking about jim bob cooter for an entire year next year just simply off of his name and the amount of shirts we could make oh my god cooter. phi apparel could just print money he's not the answer in my opinion he's a good like consultant type he's a good you know he's good in his position with the colts right now i don't think he's the answer for where the eagles are uh, I don't want Frank Reich back. Thank you for 2017. I'm tired of the Frank Reich discourse. Um, yeah, that's not it. So we'll see what happens there. Um, but let's shift to the teams that are still in the playoffs. And it's brought to you by our new pals, Dead Threads. You guys see me rocking. If you're watching on YouTube, I got the Sixer sweatshirt on. Pitsy was wearing a Dan Campbell shirt that he didn't even know was from Dead Threads. Today. No, it's dead. it's underneath. I'm still wearing it. I haven't changed um, since the bar. And I've got the Eagle shirt here that they sent over, which is absolute heat. They've got you covered with awesome underground-looking clothing. Huh. It is very underground looking. It really fits They're our They're adding really like well. new designs. I I'm a huge like skeletons and like skull type of vibe guy. Spooky, yeah, spooky. scary skeletons. You're spooky guy. Um I love the way that these look. They are so cool. They've got a ton of football, ton of NBA. Oh, dude. they just started adding a bunch of hockey stuff in too. Um Baseball, I'm sure when baseball season rolls around, they're going to start adding it's, more. Like, yeah. imagine a Bryce Harper looking Phillies. Skeleton Bryce Harper oh, as he's swinging. That's incredible. Grief. The Patriots one I could use for the militia. That was a really cool design that I could wear on stream for the militia. They got soccer ones, too, with Messi, um, and I'm sure they're going to be adding oh. in more stuff there. They've got some other stuff, too, that is just absolute heat. Click the link in the description, and when you check out, you can use our code underground and you get 10% off. Uh, and if you click the link, I think you might get an extra 5% on top of that. So click the link in the description, check out dead threads, post it. They'll repost it. We'll repost it. Um, happy to have dead threads on board with us, but dead threads.com, I believe is the website. Dead threads.shop dead threads.shop. Um, and I have the, logo up here already for you guys to see it deadthreads.shop click the link in the description use code underground at checkout to get that sweet discount and uh happy to have dead threads on board with underground sports philadelphia but pitsy the nfl playoffs have continued on we've got our final four and it looks a little something like this in the nfc it's the san francisco 49ers and the Detroit Lions. My Motor City Kitties, baby. Get up. The... Everyone stand up in Detroit. Hashtag one pride. I like the all grip, and it's, it will forever be one pride. Yeah, I didn't understand the hashtag switch up, but um, I'm disappointed the Packers didn't win because if they won, DJ was going to be going to the game in Detroit. Oh, of course. Which would have been amazing. Um, 
the 49ers got lucky. Yeah, I, I was watching that uh, in simulcasting wrestling too. And I mean, I was looking over to it before I fell asleep and was shocked that the Niners came out because they did not look like they came to play at all. Jordan Love went full Brett Favre at the end. In Yeah, that's just... And we were oh so close. Oh so close from our long national nightmare being over. Um, and we are oh so close to Matt having the prediction of a lifetime in the clip we put out from Wednesday's show where he said happiness level of teams winning was Ravens, Bills, and then Lions. Uh, Ravens still in it, Lions still in it, and he said, but naturally it's going to be a 49ers-Chiefs Super Bowl, and everyone would be miserable with that. Um, might be that one of the suck. most, might be one of the least viewed Super Bowls ever. Um, and not because the t- it's just the teams are boring. Like the Chiefs so boring. are. Everyone has the- Chiefs fatigue. Nobody likes the 49ers. Nobody likes 40, 40 whiners. I thought and we I got to tell you, man, we were so close to finally putting to rest last year's debacle. We didn't have a quarterback. So the NFC championship game didn't count. I fucking hate that shit. 49ers fans are the worst. 49ers players are the worst. There's like two guys on the team that I actually have one iota of respect for. And... I, I just I need we are we are full fledged on board with the Lions on this show. Everybody, you're you're fucking right. You're fucking you right. It's it's. What do you you think I'm just wearing this jersey because it looks good? Well, I'm saying eyes? now especially it is like, full fledged. Let's go Lions! Like we're on board with Dan Campbell and the boys. Uh, shout out CJ Gardner Johnson, uh, and we're rocking with the Lions in the NFC. It's full fledged. We're like riding the lion. It's oh, I'm Paul, I'm this Paul Revere to Ford Field. Like, don't you fucking? <laughs> I am all there. Uh, it's full, full fledged. We're rooting for the Lions in the NFC. And uh, Pitsy, I know you talked about it a little bit, but celebrate, brother. Your, oh your God, adopted is, squad is going to a championship game, dude. It's so funny. It's uh, I actually. 10 minutes ago while you were talking, um, I had my uncle, who's, by the way, number don't have saved, uh, texted me, hey, it's your uncle. Go, I'm on the Lions bandwagon. Do you understand how many fans I've brought onto the bandwagon of the Lions because I just have simply liked the Lions since high school and people find it hilarious? It's actually one of my, like, fun facts that I go over to people. I'm like, yeah, I, I, I like the Lions. And they're like, why? You're from New England. It's like, yeah, but what what do you know what do you know about being a fan of a team that sucks for so long and then you, you want to be part of that and then when they finally winning to really get like savor that moment and it was getting boring with the patriots when you have the greatest player of all time winning super bowl after super bowl i'm like all right what what's it like to be a fan of a poverty franchise and then i learned more about the lions and how they're actually like a really cool you know, franchise in general but you know i learned legitimately because i'm a lions fan i learned why they play on thanksgiving every year wouldn't have learned that if i you know didn't actually care about them so like i I really i cherish this fanship over my patriots one for the sheer fact that i wasn't born into it i just chose to do it and it's more rewarding 
It feels like you, you have were, two children. You were right. I was right. Like, it's so nice when you get recognized for being right. Okay. Like, I saw the team at potential. And uh, the fact that everyone, when Dan Campbell was hired, I was skeptical, but then realized it was the dude in Miami who went from the team not winning a game to actually winning like five out of the last six. I was in on that. Everyone's like, oh, they trade for Jared Goff. He's washed. Look, we didn't, you know, Los Angeles with the Rams. No, the dude went to a Super Bowl, and if you give him weapons, he'll do well. Like, people just don't That trade worked the... out for both teams. Both teams. Seriously worked out for both teams. Like Every Stafford team wins the Super Bowl. Rams Always deserved one. Yeah. Rams get their Super Bowl there. Uh, shout out to Jamil Demby. Um, Lions get their quarterback, rejuvenate Jared Goff's career, give him a change of scenery, and now they're one game away from a Super Bowl. That's all you want at the end of the day, is just to be fighting for the Super Bowl. And it couldn't happen to a better team, honestly. I'm so happy for them. And I'm more happy for, the, you know, I'll say the real Lions fans, you know, the ones that were born into the bloodline of it. Because for me, yeah, I've experienced this with the Pats, and this is just more of an experiment run and because I like the team. But for the, the fans that were born into it and, you know, their fans. I can relate to them to a degree. To a degree with the Eagles, absolutely. Like, for the longest yeah. time, I didn't know what winning, like, the was... ultimate game was. And exactly. When the Eagles won that NFC Championship game in 2004, it was like, holy shit, they finally got over the hump. Like, losing in 01, losing 02, losing 03. And then, obviously, get jabbed in the hearts by Spygate. Um, Whoa. That's then, three years later. Then... <laughs> 2017 rolls around and oddly yeah. enough a recording on the anniversary of anybody could have gotten it that night like that fucking unreal game against the vikings and knowing that like yo we're going to the super bowl and then getting the ultimate like revenge factor of going up against with tom brady again and doing it with the underdog mentality nobody believing in us nobody a fucking backup. believes in the lions right now no Nobody Everyone's believes in the waiting. Lions. Everyone's sitting on the edge of like, oh, 49ers are gone. Like that dude from the athletic, David Lombardi. What a fucking clown that guy is. He's like yeah, the what? beat writer for the 49ers. And you would think he's like a fucking like Stan account. Like that's a 14 year old. He like tweets about the 49ers. Like he's like a fan, but he's supposed to be the beat writer for the team for the athletic. Like get a grip. A bro. Yeah. Um, I like to whack him over the head with a Lombardi. I'll tell you that. <laughs> But it's cool seeing this for the Lions, and I'm fully, like, in on that. Like, th those fans deserve it so much. Like, they've never won a Super Bowl. They've won NFL no. championships, very similar to the Eagles. And Bobby Lane, man. Bobby it's, Lane. It's like, holy shit. Like, this team has, like, the vibes. And, like, you can't, you can't force vibes, and you can't, like unauthentically create them but the lions have vibes and oh, yeah. when the eagles won the super bowl jalen uh mills green hair obviously green goblin my guy uh amon ross st brown has blue dyed hair now he's blue beetle or whatever what's what's it's right i got that right right yeah. it's blue beetle okay good i don't I know mean, my dc there's a lot of parallels to the 2017 Eagles with this Lions team.
Goff, obviously, first overall pick. Wentz was the second overall pick in that draft. Don't I don't I don't like Carson Wentz being brought up in the same breath as Goff anymore. They're always going to be compared because they are always going to be compared, like Winston and Mariota. Yeah, I, I just I Laporta so gives happy. a lot of Zach Ertz vibes, dude. Laporta what should stuff. win Offensive Rookie of the Year. Oh, hundred percent. I, I I really He's so good. That. He's I mean, when you got Gronk still, talking about you as the next great tight end, like he's just always open. He's so he's good, always and he's open. playing injured right now, which is insane. Even better. I mean, that just knows that just shows you how much he wants to win a Super Bowl. It's it's incredible. I, I also I, need to see Dan Campbell like drunk off his ass. Oh, I oh my god! So here's the thing, Kyle. Um, I wit this is the only time I'll I'll say I regret going to that I'm going to WrestleMania. Um because if the Lions win the Super Bowl, like I have to find a way to parade. Um work as we know. Um I, I work a weird job. Um so and money, you know, I you can't just snap my fingers and end up in uh Detroit, Michigan. So that's kind of the the caveat there, but God damn, I want to be at that parade because that'd be legendary. You know, I yeah. feel like a lot of parades we see nowadays are half, half filled street corners and it's just, you know, the fans, like the true diehards that are there. I, I haven't seen It'd be unreal, but I don't want to, I don't want to put parade talk out in the air. Too. No, no, no. I, let's, let's not do that. Smart. Um, Smart out of you. Lions 49ers. Um, Go Lions. Go I hope Lions. they kick their ass. Go Lions. My dad also said Dan Campbell looks like if a human was a lion, it'd be Dan Campbell. Well, dude, he mean, looks like a lion in the face. He, Dude, you just like how I met your mother glass shattered. That's <laughs> so true. He does look like a lion. That's an alpha. You know what it is? Because the, the lion's the alpha of the jungle. You eat enough when you kneecaps. look at Dan Campbell, dude, he eats kneecaps for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Um, the Lions like are also just such a likable team. Like, they're just fun. So likable. My buddy, dude, fucking Kronk is texting the group chat that he's out on Ain Hutchinson and Kirby Joseph. Great. Did I get the Kirby Joseph? Because when Stafford is saying that he's a dirty player. I'm kind of on that bandwagon. But Hutch, Sometimes like... you need that. You need a dirty guy. I'm fine. I mean, Hutch look is at the Duncan's hometown coach. kid. That's what I'm saying. Hutch, you call it dirty? Like, yeah, he's Get a little rough, but, like... I'm all in be on rough. the Lions. You all gotta in. be all in on Hutch. You Michigan boy, draft... Come on. Also, it was uh, one of those things, you know, how, like, the moon tweet came out on Thanksgiving, like the waxing oh, gibbous. The, dude, yeah. Today moon. was a waxing gibbous moon, and the Lions are three and one with a waxing gibbous moon. Now they're dude, four and one. We better find out what, what the fuck. We is. need a waxing gibbous uh, next Sunday. Dude, I feel like one of those sorority girls who are <laughs> all about the moon and alignment, but, like, they might be on to something. We're going to be charting moon patterns all week. Oh, my um, God. If we have to get into that content, I know people. The AFC matchup is the Baltimore Ravens and the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs pull it out tonight. By Ew. Um, the We'll start with the Ravens. Shout out to Ronnie. Shout out to Stavros. Something about Flacco. Uh, something about Lamar too, because Lamar and the Ravens dialed it up and went to town 
on the Houston Texans. They uh, advance to the AFC Championship game for the first time in Lamar's career, which is crazy to think about. That is crazy. Um, it's crazy to think about that that game was Lamar's first playoff game in three years because he was injured he's last hurt. year. He was hurt. That's right. And he then was... 2021 was the last time that Lamar played in the postseason, which is crazy to wow. like conceptualize because the Ravens missed the playoffs last year. Um, Yeah, I forgot the Ravens missed the playoffs last year. Ravens going to the title game for the first time since 2012. And they looked fantastic. Defensively, they were great. They put on a master class against C.J. Stroud and the Texans. Uh, and Lamar just took over offensively, used his weapons, used his legs to his ability, and the Ravens look like a fucking juggernaut. They did. The Ravens just are the best team in the AFC right now. It's clear cut. Lamar just when he takes over a game, it's over, and it's so fun to watch him play now. It's so fun. You can't hate Lamar Jackson. What he's doing right now in the NFL is, it's awesome. It's revolutionary. I love Lamar. Lamar's awesome. Um, keeping it in the Bird Gang too, so they move on. Got to tip the cap, though, to the Texans. Like, C.J. Stroud was phenomenal this year. D'Amico Ryans, former Eagle, first-year head coach, was fantastic. Bobby Slowick, the offensive coordinator for the Texans, phenomenal. Like, to take that three-win Texans team to a division championship, a playoff win, and get to the divisional round when nobody expected that, nobody ever would have said that that could have happened, except probably the guys in that room. That Texans team was so much fun to watch this year. They're going to be a force, you know, the more pieces they keep adding. And I think, you know, if you're a Texans fan and you're somehow listening to this, uh, the big thing is you have one of the best young head coaches in the game in D'Amico Ryans. And I think an underrated signing for the Texans this past offseason that is going to do worlds and worlds of like good for them in free agency was Dalton Schultz choosing to go to the Texans. Oh yeah. Dalton oh, Schultz was, was such a great addition for them to give a rookie quarterback that safety blanket at tight end who has experience in the league signed a one year deal. I think him going to the Texans showed that like, Hey, I'm cool going to this team and they're building something fun. And now you're going to have a guy who experienced what the Texans experienced this year going back into free agency. I think they'd be smart to re-sign him. They I think can they talk will. to other players and say, hey, yo, it, it's fun to play here in Houston. Like, come play for the Texans. Like, come play with C.J. Stroud. Come play with this defense. I think come play for D'Amico. Like, I think that is a huge proponent for them to build in free agency and now utilize draft picks as well. Um, the Texans are going to be fun for a long time, and I'm excited for – what they're going to bring to the table. The Ravens move on. I'm stoked for them. Full-fledged rooting for them to get to the Super Bowl now. And, part of the uh, Bird Gang. You got it. You got it. It's Bang Bang Bird Gang. Shout yeah, out to Ronnie. Shout out to Stavros. Shout out to Ronnie. <laughs> I introduced Pitsy to Ronnie recently. Dude, I'm so happy that I got to experience him pregame, and I'm even happier that I get to think about how happy he probably is that it's. I would going. love to have Stavi on this show. Stavi is oh, one that'd of be the funniest guess. humans alive. 
Um, oh my god, that'd be so not much. not an ad, not a or no, anything, but go god. watch his special on Netflix. You will be pissing your pants. It's called uh, Fat Rascal. That's right. I'm Rascal's right. an underutilized word too. Rascal is a, an underutilized word. It really is. No one uses Rascal anymore. Ever. And Fat Rascal is hilarious. Shout out to Stavros. Stoked for the Ravens. And uh, the other side of the AFC, it's the Chiefs as they survive Buffalo. And Patrick Mahomes gets a road playoff win. First of his career. First. Yep. And uh, the Chiefs just keep on chiefing. Good old Taylor Swift. They're seeing red. She's hey, I'm just I'm just saying the best part of that game, on top of it obviously being back and forth, Jason Kelsey was in the building. And before oh, we talk yeah. more about Jason Kelsey, it's brought to you by our pals over at FOCO. Oh. Forever Collectibles. They're okay. awesome. They're the best. Uh, and if you're a Chiefs, Ravens, 49ers, Lions, no, or even an Eagles fan, Yep. You can get your forever collectibles and gear up for the NFC, AFC championship games or any other sport from baseball, football, hockey, basketball, wrestling, the WWE, entertainment world, soccer. They've got you covered. You guys saw me wearing the Phillies overalls. I'll be wearing them again come baseball season. If I go down to spring training, you best believe I'm bringing the overalls with me. Go to Foco. Dot com. Click the link in the description. Get your forever collectibles today. We love FOCO. Thank you for supporting the podcast, FOCO. And uh, FOCO is the best. We love FOCO. I, I just, uh, I, so you had, we had a little agreement on going on. That I'm pissed if, we didn't get the velour tracksuits, bro. I am kind of pissed about that. Um, I think that's really why I'm upset that the Eagles didn't win. So then we, we didn't come on here looking all swagged out uh but i made up for it, kyle um i'm just putting into my cart and having shipped right now the captain's hat all oh, right let's go and, and it unfortunately we're not gonna have it be the lines because it's sold out oh see everyone's on board though everyone's getting all aboard so we had to go with you know the team that has our heart you know our first love the one that's always going to be there it is the New England Patriots, and um, by, uh, boy howdy, I think I'm the captain of all Patriots nonsense. So I think it now, works out. Before you check out, make sure I send you our official link so that yes, please do that. that That'd be great. Because um, it's asking me for you know what I just stumbled upon too. Uh, they have the Eagles Kelly Green uh, bucket hat, like the boonie hat. That'd be that'd be sick for the summer. Nice. Nice half of the beach. Vibes. Um, it's a great so yeah, vibe. Hold off on ordering before I send you the link. They've Please also got awesome that. beanies. I haven't tripped over yet. Contact. A whole bunch of great stuff. Shout out to Foco. Um, the let me copy and paste this into my notes app because then it'll go right to my phone. But the Chiefs win. Jason Kelsey in Buffalo, man of the people. You want to talk about the people's champ? It's Jason Kelsey. Tailgates with Bills Mafia. Absolute electric scenes. We posted it on our socials. And then he's in the luxury box with 
future in-law Taylor Swift and Kylie Kelsey there as well, which was great. Kylie Kelsey, true Eagles fan, uh, not wearing any Chiefs gear, which was that's a, that's a true that's a true Philadelphia. I love that. Um, I saw somebody say that uh, I wish that uh, Taylor's dad was there so that. Jason could yell at him for being a fake fan because he's been wearing Chiefs gear all year. That's so if you funny. don't know, somehow if you don't know, Taylor Swift's from Allentown. She's an Eagles fan, grew up an Eagles fan, um, which makes her dating Travis all that much funnier because obviously. Oh, yeah. Oh, so funny. The relationship there. Jason Kelsey proceeds to go shirtless in the luxury box when Travis scores a touchdown. Um, Internet going crazy. He then jumps out of said luxury box, jumps into the stands, chugs a beer with the fans. That's a true man of the people, and man. Then gets back up in the stands. Jason Kelsey is the ninth wonder of the world. He's up there with wonders. I'll tell you that. Like, I love Jason. Kelsey. He's an icon. I love that man. And I think the best part about all of this is uh, Jason Kelsey's not retiring, everybody. Jason Kelsey is not retiring. Adam Schefter thought he was slick. He did this with Tom Brady. I, I guess Adam Schefter just likes to jump the gun when it comes to the goats. He's a snake. <laughs> He's a little snake. A He's a snake. A um, he likes to do this when it comes to the goats. Did it with Tom Brady. And then Tom Brady said, hey, not letting you do this. I'm going to go out on my own terms. Came back for another year. Jason Kelsey. He played pretty damn well. On New Heights this week said that uh, when the time comes, you'll hear it from me. And then Travis Kelsey during media uh, availability this week was asked about, you know, the love that Jason was receiving in the media and everything. And he said, um, if the big fella wants to continue playing, I think he's got a little more football left in him if he wants it. To which then the Eagles restructured Jason Kelsey's contract to clear up $2.4 million in cap space for this offseason. And uh, if you don't know, you don't do that if a player's retiring. No, it, it, it a, doesn't matter. Not a typical retirement move. No, you do the complete opposite and don't touch his contract. Like, um, honestly. Yeah. I think he is totally coming back. And then there was another rumor swirling around that he didn't want to go out the way the Eagles went out, and I don't blame him. He deserves much better. And I think um, I think Jason Kelsey's back as your starting center for the Philadelphia Eagles in 2024. I could see that. You don't want to go off on the way that they did this year, especially with how... You also don't want Adam Schefter announcing your retirement. Yeah, you can't. Like, you let can't the guy him. do it himself. No. That's my biggest pet peeve now with, with reporters, is that they try to get ahead of things. It's so... And, annoying. you know try to break the news before they do. And I, I truly don't think that should be the case. It's the player's career. They work their whole life to get to that point. And when they want to step away from it, you should be breaking news on what they said, not mm -hmm. what you hear say from the rumor mill. Uh, it's one of my biggest pet peeves. I, I noticed, I mean, not stuff like that in college, but very similar things um, with the shadiness of how that goes down. And, you know, those are just – it's slimy people. I don't like it.
Yeah, it's just it's gross. We don't need that going on, uh, especially with like all time legends like a Jason Kelsey, um, and like Tom Brady before that, and. I just think Jason's going to come back for another year. I think the the big dogs of the core four are going to come back, play one more year together. Obviously, Lane Johnson said he feels like he has a few more years left in him, which I completely agree with. And I think Fletch, BG, and Jason Kelsey are all going to hang it up together. And they'll ride off on the sunset as a collective trio. And then when the time comes, those four guys will have their jersey numbers retired and nobody should ever wear 62, 91, 55, or 65 ever again. All right. I'm in. Um, so, yeah, I don't think Jason Kelsey's retiring. You let us know in the YouTube comment section if you feel he's coming back because I think he is. The pictures, too, of Jason Kelsey in the, the luxury box, I don't know if I sent you this one or not. It is absolute oh they're art. electric they're they so funny hang it in the louvre like uh sports as art posted it which matt and i talked about that account uh on the last episode just a, a beautiful use of the brain that account is and um like the picture i just sent you is oh just, that that should I, be you know what that is that should be blown up and hung in a basement i like, need that that's frame. one of those but like, it, it, what makes it funny is that it's Bills fans looking at him. Yes. He's in a box with Chiefs fans, and he is just the lone eagle doing his thing because that's what eagles do best. Someone needs alone. to black out everything around him, and it just be him in color. That, too, but I like the I like the Bills fans looking up at him. I think yeah, that's a hell, so of a, a hell of a look. He's, he's the best. I'm saving like, that. I'm saving that picture. That is... All times vibes guy, Jason Kelsey, like at his best. And I truly love him with my entire being. Um, and I'm happy for him that he's just enjoying the offseason. And come July, we'll get the Jason Kelsey's back on a one year deal tweet or post from New Heights. And I can't wait. I think you got to um, do it on New Heights. I think you got to do it on New Heights. That's when it's going to come. That's how you control your own narrative. Um, so yeah, the championship games are set and I think we are all taking the official stance here that it's go lions, go Ravens. It's go lions go. Yeah. I, I, I mean, here, I, I do have a little, you it know. would be the ultimate you super bowl with your newfound mascot of your life being the chimera, because then it would be a lion versus an animal with wings. Oh, geez. Now you're just. That is a me Super Bowl. I have to root against the 49ers. And my buddy's dad put in a bet with me that the Niners would win the Super Bowl in September. 200 bucks, And um, I don't care right now. I know. But, like, I really want the Lions to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, It, just, it would just be validation. You know, it would be validation for being a fan for and, – and I haven't, to be honest, in – Lions fan timeline. Uh, I haven't been a fan that long, you know. It's been about I, the same amount of time you've worked for this company. A little bit longer. Uh, I would say about three or four years longer than how uh, than my time. I'd say here. like the the peak levels that you're at. The peak levels that I'm at because I was the introductory Lions fan in high school, and I obviously was still more of a Patriots fan. But like once I got to college and was starting doing this stuff as well. Um, 
you know, I kind of just realized that the Lions are just a fun team that deserve love and everyone should be a Lions fan. And, oh, look, everyone should be a Lions fan right now. So, like, maybe the champ speaks truth. I don't know. Maybe, Lions, maybe it is. Lions and Ravens would be such a fun Super Bowl. It would be. It'd be a fun Super Bowl because it's two teams that deserve to be there as much as I don't like the Ravens. I do. I, I can be unbiased and say that they deserve to be playing in a Super Bowl. Uh, with the Harbaugh and Jackson era. And it so. would eliminate the dumb bullshit conspiracy theory that has been floating around the internet since like October oh my God. Yep. with the Say Super Bowl it. logo. Say it, yeah. I... Because I don't know if you saw today. Oh, I oh, I saved and sent it to my friend who has a 49. More got yeah. added to that bullshit theory. Well, the news. Of the you alleged know, the... Super Bowl 59 logo. Yeah. Oh, the logo. I saw it, something uh, the Illuminati put in the script that uh, it's going to be Usher performing at the Super Bowl between the 49ers and Baltimore Ravens. Well, I saw an alleged leaked logo for Super Bowl 59 in New Orleans next year, and it is green and purple. So everybody is saying, oh, next year it's going to be Eagles Ravens. We're good. I'm so tired of these fucking 14 year olds on twitter pumping out these ridiculous theories and just because they use mommy and daddy's credit card to buy a blue check they get the impressions and the engagement and then they go viral and it's like your brain is made up of mush shut the fuck up go back to school go go to math class Dude, I, the amount of kids I see walking around the city on a daily basis at like twelve in the afternoon on a Tuesday, I'm like, do you go to school anymore? Oh, is school optional? <laughs> like, is school? Did I do it wrong? Like, I mean, I yes, to a degree, it? we did it wrong. We did it wrong, and that's a whole other topic for all the podcasts. But we're learning. But we are learning. But the thing is, like these kids that make these theories up, it 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 has no. It drives you crazy. It drives you crazy. Like it's just, it's you're not see the the TV screenshot that's been floating around the internet today. That's what I just said. The yeah, the the broadcast in Vancouver. They said that uh, something celebrates the Ravens and Forty Nine ers Super Bowl. Yeah, that's what I think I saw. Is that it's it was a Super Bowl halftime performed by Usher with the yeah I dude they leaked the script and I, I just don't. I, I I don't think that's gonna happen. No. And if it does, that's not what people want. And don't you want a script that people want? And it's like well, you're right. we need the 49ers in particular, because obviously we want to see the Lions go on. We can't stand the 49ers here. Um but we need the the color scheme to not match up for this season. Yeah, we need to really put these teenagers in their place. We also uh, can't have Chiefs 49ers be the Super Bowl because the last time that happened, we all know what preceded it. Um, yes, I didn't leave my house for 2 years. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I I like being outside my house now. It's a uh, lot of fun. Uh I see people, interact with people. Um and I like, you know, we don't need that. Yeah. Uh but maybe it may well uh, no see Brock Purdy Jimmy G basically the same thing. I did see a hilarious tweet during the 49ers game that said Brock Purdy's eyes start glowing and Jimmy G takes over his body like the avatar. <laughs> <laughs> I 
That is pretty good. That is that's pretty good. That is pretty good. I I could concur. I can concur oh, with that. But um, the championship games are set, and we will know who is playing in the big game next time. By this time next week, which is pretty crazy. Um, that is wild. But we move on uh, to the association, the NBA. Sixers are hooping, bro. Sixers are hooping. They survived the Hornets in uh, B2A fashion. They beat the Magic in B2A fashion, as Patrick Beverly has said this season. The Belt to Ass Tour continues. I love on his Instagram story, he's putting a link to get tickets for games, and the link just says B2A Tour. Um, That's awesome. I love Pat Bev with every fiber of my being. Um, Sixers win and they're currently in third place in the East still half game back of the Bucks four games back of your Celtics and uh, they got the Spurs the Pacers the Nuggets the Blazers and the Warriors left in the month of January okay those, those aren't bad games they're just hooping right now they are balling with a purpose and Joel Embiid's historic streak came to an end, but a new one will start soon enough. Um, trade rumor-wise, Deontay Murray's name continues to come up alongside the Sixers, the Mavericks, the Browns, and the Pelicans. Um, Browns? That's what it says here. Oh, I'm sorry. It says Brown, Pelicans. Different player. Um I was say I was like I know we just talked NFL, but I read it. I read it way too fast. Wait, to, but uh, that's 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 where we're at. Bruce Brown. Mind. Bruce Brown. Bruce Brown. Okay. Who just got traded to the Raptors in the Pascal Siakam. I trade. did hear. Wild um, trade. I do have. I I bookmarked this, um, because I wanted to read it because Daryl Morey was on ninety seven five the fanatic during the Sixers Youth Foundation Gala. Uh, mm-hmm. And here's some notable quotes. This comes from at Sixers ga- underscore Galaxy on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, first quote, I think we're one of the very few championship contenders. I think you have to say Boston is the favorite right now to come out of the East. It is mm-hmm. a team that we focus a lot on. I do think Milwaukee also is right there with us. Uh, next quote, I think we've got a sense of guys who have played enough minutes. Coach Nurse, we've seen players play within his system and structure. We just had like a five-hour meeting focusing on the trade deadline. Nick Batum and Marcus Morris both are giving more than we probably thought going in. Nick has been maybe the best pairing with Joel Embiid for that kind of a player since Joel's been here. I know Joel maybe feels the same way. Guys going into their fourth year can sometimes take, uh, take a step up, and Tyrese Maxey did. It's been amazing to watch, and I think, you know, Nick Nurse basically saying, and Joel, to his credit, and his teammates, hey, you have the ultimate green light. Uh, I'd give the same message to fans I gave before the season, before the trade, evaluate us at the right time, which is the playoffs and how the team looks going into there. I love it here. It feels very similar to where I grew up and the passion for the fans. I feel for everyone with the Eagles and Phillies, and I hope that Joel and the team can give Philly a lift. And then there is a link to the full interview on YouTube, which I will bookmark. Thank you to Sixers Galaxy there uh, for dissecting those notes. 
I couldn't agree more. I think everything to this point for the Sixers has gone as close to perfect as you could want this season. You pull off the James Harden trade, you get off of the P.J. Tucker contract, and you finally have a roster filled with depth for the first time in Joel Embiid's career, probably for the first time since 2018 going into the playoffs when you made the trades for Marco Bellinelli and Ersan Ilyasova. Mm-hmm. That was like the last time that it felt like, oh, the Sixers have pieces, they have depth, they have a rotation going. This feels even deeper now because Nick Batum arguably is the third most important Sixer on this roster That's right now. crazy to think. Marcus Morris is hoping. You have a, a locker room and a culture leader in Pat Bev. And then you obviously have the two dynamic superstar pieces in Joel and Tyrese Maxey. Tobias Harris is playing well. You have guys like Robert Covington. You have um, just a roster littered with talent. Kelly Oubre has worked out in such a phenomenal way on a one-year veteran minimum. He's done well for you guys this season. And everything has gone close to perfect, which is why you want to be extremely calculated at the trade deadline to not fuck up what you have going on so well right now with this team. Mm -hmm. And is Deontay Murray the answer? I don't think so. He definitely helps you along the way. I think he helps you. Bleacher Report reporting today that the Kings could be interested in Tobias Harris if the Sixers need a three-team trade. Um, Action Network's Matt Moore reported the Kings would be interested in acquiring the veteran if the Sixers make a three-team trade to add another star. Sacramento would take on the remainder of his expiring contract. The Kings are also expected to explore the availability of Jeremy Grant from the Trailblazers, uh, Bogdanovich from the Pistons, That'd be Herb Jones from the New Orleans Pelicans. Um, The the Kings are looking for a forward to pair alongside De'Aaron Fox and Sabonis, so they're looking at Tobias Harris in that sense. I just don't know. Like, it is such a an interesting conundrum that the Sixers have with the Tobias Harris situation where he's on an expiring, you're probably not going to re-sign him after this year because some team is going to give him a max contract. So you're going to want to get something for him. But he's played very well for the role that Tobias Harris is being asked to play him. And in multiple games this year, he's taken over and has been an integral piece to how this team has performed and find themselves in three seed. Like right now, in 40 games, Tobias Harris is averaging 17.8 points per game, uh, 6.1 total rebounds, and 3.2 assists. It's pretty good. He's shooting just under 90% from the free throw line. He's shooting 37.2% from three. That's pretty good. He's got uh, shooting 51% from the field on his field goal percentage. Yeah, dump him. I know that sounds great, but you, you, that's from what you're saying. I think dumping him, you get the 
best bang for your buck. Like you do, but it's also like, do you want to lose that production for a team that has an opportunity to potentially go to a championship for the first time? That's true, but I, can you replace him? Like, is that is is That's he a guy that thing. you could just it's, replace? I feel like with thing. Bogdanovich, like, you could. It's one of those things that you have to be so smart with this, and one wrong move could fuck up the entire, not to be punny here, process of what no, the could. Sixers have Seriously. going on. Like, yeah, could. This, this team is in the best shape it's been in since 2021 when that inevitable Hawks series happened and you killed all of Matt Castarina's hopes and dreams for the Sixers. Yeah, he did not. He, he wasn't happy. I remember him. We were very, the team was dead to us. Like they, like on Flyers level, dead. Too. Flyers level, dead. And the Flyers have rejuvenated themselves. Like the the video meme of the guy. Oh my back to god! Life. Um, Jesus on the third day. <laughs> he flew. Um, he, <laughs> he flew from the tomb. Uh, <laughs> and that tomb was made of ice. Ice. <laughs> Baby, the the Sixers. It's such an interesting position for them to be in. Do I trust Daryl Morey to a degree? Yes, but I just don't want them to ruin the opportunity that they have because this team is playing so well. They're all getting along. They're playing well together as a team. It's not just individual performance. Sure, Joel and Maxie are having those nights and, and those mm-hmm. streaks, but they're also playing as a team around those performances, and I don't want that to disappear come the trade deadline, which we're about three weeks away from. Mm-hmm. And it makes me quake in my boots. So We'll see. It's going to be such a fascinating trade deadline. I'm... It's, it's one that I actually it's one that I actually am interested in for the first time in a long time because there are a lot of different moves that can be made to shake up the playoff picture. It's so unpredictable. Sure. And I don't even know what to expect from any team. I don't either. I don't know what's going to happen. It's all up in the air. All um, up in the air. So we'll see what happens in the association. We move forward. To the boys on the ice. It's brought to you by our pals at Kenwood Beer, the official beer partner of Underground Sports Philadelphia. It's a refreshing light beer, just 4.1% ABV, only 120 calories, just 8 grams of carbs. Pitsy, you've had Kenny's before. Dude, you know the delicious. vibes. You're going to have Kenny's when delicious. you're here for WrestleMania. Oh, Kenny's on deck when I'm here for WrestleMania. Me and the crew. Me and my peeps. Um, Kenwood Beer, the official beer partner. For a long, long time, they've been rocking with us for years now, and you can get your hands on some Kennys by going to KenwoodBeer.com and using the Kenny Finder to see who's got Kenwood Beer on tap in the Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, Baltimore. It's in the Maryland area. Gear up for the AFC Championship game with some Kennys. And New Jersey areas, you can also get at your local liquor stores in those markets. Must be 21 or older to do so. And, of course, please drink responsibly. Pitsy, the Flyers, a a very forgettable weekend uh, this weekend as they lose a back-to-back to to the Avs and they blow a 3-1 lead to the Ottawa They did lose. Okay, I was watching that at the bar to try to keep my mind on it. But I saw they were up 3-2, and then I looked again, and it was tied 3-3, and then... I, obviously, as you can see 
by my attire. He's five three. My my focus went straight to the Motor City Kitties. So they did end up with five three. Yeah. Oh, that's a bad. That's Dude, you know tough. what's wild, and, and it sucks because it's on the heels of losing to the Avalanche. So you already had that sour taste in your mouth, and it's like, oh, we'll rebound against the 29th ranked team in the NHL and mm-hmm. blow that lead. You know what I totally forgot about? Not only obviously Claude Giroux is with the Ottawa Senators, so is Giroux's like another homecoming game for him. I completely forgot in the offseason that Tarasenko signed with the Ottawa Senators on a one-year deal. Oh, I totally forgot that. I was like, I, I did what not know the? That. I saw the NHL tweet the because he scored the go-ahead goal. I was like, when in the fuck did Tarasenko end up with the Ottawa That's Senators? That's the last team I would have expected him with, to be quite honest with you. So a tough loss there. Flyers still in second place in the Metropolitan. They are two points behind the New York Rangers for first place. When do they play the Rangers next? Uh, that's going to be a game. They, that, that's going to be a very interesting game. What day of the week is that? That has to be a Saturday. I have to either Saturday it. or Wednesday because Wednesday's their hockey night, and that's like a. It's a Saturday. It is uh, February twenty fourth at three o'clock p.m. Ooh, okay. A little matinee. I'm gonna see here how expensive Saturday hockey matinee. Then we do it right now to get in the building, according to one ticket app, not a sponsor. Um, so I'm not gonna name drop. For two tickets, cheapest rate to get in the building, standing room, assembly room, as they call it, 78 bucks a ticket for February 24th against the Rangers. Wow. To have an actual wow. seat, to have an actual seat, 126 bucks. Wow. Wow. That's incredible. Look how, wow. look how far we've came. Look how far we've came with this Flyers team. We got a big one on deck next weekend, too, Pitsy, because on Saturday, 12.30 p.m. Eastern time, before I go to the Wells Fargo Center to watch the Wingies host the San Diego Seals, we got matinee hockey between the Fly Guys and the Big Bees. Oh, a rivalry as old as time. A big old tilt Saturday, January 27th. Yeah, I got my Bees. I got my Bees. Best team in It's going to be a good game. That will be a good game. Hopefully, Owen Tippett will be available. He was out today, suffered an injury against the Avalanche, so hopefully he's going to be all right. Oh, okay. Um, He's been hot. I've been seeing that goal he scored against Dallas was absolute filth, bro. I think Casey quote tweeted it, right? And I mean, she's been all. Casey has to be listening to the show. Oh, she does. Because she sees. Because I see her comments. Shout out F1 Underground, 4K followers on threads. Dude, I mean, the F1, I, I got to give, the champs got to give them props because talk about just capitalizing. Yeah, Casey's they're, been they're all, the Case, I was introduced to Casey, our co-host of F1 Underground, because of the Flyers. She used to photograph the Flyers AHL team, the Phantoms, oh. um, and was friends with Brooke and Alex. When Alex was our Alex, photographer, that's, that's what, yeah, and that's, Brooke was working for us too. back in 2018, 2019. God, I miss um, that. And that's how I got introduced to Casey, and we'd just been like Twitter friends. And then almost a year ago now, we were like, yo, let's start the F1 brand. And I knew Casey was an F1 fan, and that's how it all got going. Dude, um, incredible. Timing that goal that Owen Tippett scored, though, was one of the filthiest goals I've seen in my lifetime. Easily. Absolute spin cycle. 
against the Dallas Stars. What a win for the Flyers on Thursday. 5-1 against the Stanley Cup hopeful Dallas Stars. That was a dominant performance. I expected to get a little humbled by the Avalanche. Didn't quit, though. Lost 7-4, but they didn't quit. And then today was more so the unfortunate letdown game more than the Avalanche game. Um, Tuesday's the next one at home against the Lightning. That'll be a good one as the Lightning, not really where they typically are in years past. They're kind of middle of the pack in the Atlantic division. They're in fourth place in the division right now uh, with 53 points. So that's a winnable game for the Flyers if they play well, and it's at home. Then Thursday they go to Detroit to take on the Red Wings before the big one on Saturday against the Bruins to close out the month of January uh, going into the All-Star break. Not a bad way to wrap up the wrap up the I want to look first half at, of the season. So I think I think they should be able to win two out of three. Obviously your Bruins are They're a wagon. They're top dogs, sixty. They're a wagon, bro. Um best team in the East. So that's a good litmus test to kind of just see where you are. But I think you can beat the Lightning. I think you can beat the Red Wings. Go two and one in the next three going into the All Star break. Use a potential loss to the Bruins as fuel during the All-Star break. Watch Travis Konechny pop off in the All-Star game. Um, I want to take a look at the Rangers' schedule. Yes, so the Rangers are playing right range. now as we speak. It would be phenomenal if that doofus-ass franchise of Anaheim Ducks, who took Quitter Gauthier away from us, thank you for Jamie Drysdale, um, beat the Rangers. It's 2-2 halfway through the third period right now. Uh... The next games, though, for the Rangers, they're on the road at San Jose, which San Jose, not a good team. So that's unfortunate for yeah, they suck. us in that aspect. Um, then they come home on Friday to play the Golden Knights, who absolutely wax them poetically in Vegas on Thursday, 5-1. So that could be a potential loss for the Rangers. Mm-hmm. Then they play back-to-back. Uh, they got to go to Ottawa and take on the Senators before the All-Star break. Which then, coming out of the break for the Rangers, it's not fun for them. They host the Avalanche. Avalanche wagon. Uh, Then they play the Lightning. Then they go to Chicago. Then they host the Flames. Host the Canadiens. Host the... Or they go to the Islanders, who just fired their head coach and hired Patrick Waugh to be their head coach. Um, Then they host the Stars go to New Jersey to play the Devils, and then they come to Philly for the big one. I might be crazy sounding here, and this might be my my internal bias. Mm -hmm. Because coming out of the All-Star break, the Flyers go to Florida. Then they host Winnipeg, Seattle, Arizona. Then they go to Toronto, go to New Jersey, go to Chicago, and then they host the Rangers. Mm-hmm. I might sound crazy here, but I think February 24th at 3 p.m. Eastern time could be a game for first place in the Metropolitan Division. I think that's not a bad not a bad prediction. With how their schedules are aligning, I see the, you know, that happening. And the Flyers play the Rangers two more times this year, both at Madison Square Garden. March 26th and April 11th. Big stage. 
dude, Big we, we're going to have playoff hockey, which is crazy. Oh, here you're absolutely going to play off hockey. You are the, the Flyers are definitely a playoff team right now. It's absolutely they, nuts. 56 points. Rolling. Dude, that's insane. For a team that's that was insane. supposed to be in year one of a rebuild. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, they, there's no expectations for his team. So they're just and they're going to be smart at the trade deadline. Uh, I know John Tortorella, there was a piece on NBC Sports Philadelphia before the game against Dallas talking about how they still have to be smart and, like, at the deadline, like, got to probably be sellers to a degree. You can still be sellers and make the playoffs. A thousand percent. You sell off one-year contract guys like a Mark Stahl and stuff like that and bring in younger pieces and bring in – draft picks and and still sell to keep the rebuild in place but you can still do that and make the playoffs yeah you're not making any drastic moves you're just dumping the contracts. Like you're not gonna go out and trade travis connecting or anything like that like, no you're just dumping contracts that don't need to be there and because you're in a rebuild you can do that and you just don't trade away the pieces that are making the the wheels turn right now like if somebody Maybe comes to you and offers you a great deal for somebody like cam atkinson you probably have to listen but other than that, I don't think any big pieces on this team are going anywhere. Like somebody like, you know, Ristolainen maybe, but I don't even think they trade him. Um, but you, you listen to some of the veteran pieces that big teams that have Stanley Cup aspirations. Like the Flyers are not a Stanley Cup team. They're a team that gets into the dance and you see what happens type of team. They're very disruptors. much like the 2022 Phillies. They're going to be disruptors. Yeah, in the playoffs. So I you see what happens. Out. Like your your expectation going into this year was not Stanley Cup or bust. It's not like the Bruins. No. It's not like the Rangers. No, we, you know, we, going we, into this year cup. where it's like yeah. we need to go and win the cup. Mm-hmm. You're going into this like, yo, we're fucking vibes. We're himbos on ice. Yeah, we're just going, dude. The Flyers, the Flyers victory song right now in the locker room is the Squirtle saxophone song. Um, you sent me that and I got so happy because that's all time vibes. Like imagine just walking in to the locker room after a victory and Squirtle's just going to town. Somebody generated an image of Squirtle with a saxophone in a Flyers jersey that I saved. That needs to be on the big screens in the locker room as that shit's blasting. It is absolutely gorgeous. Um, I love that Scott Lawton is the curator of the vibes. Um, mm-hmm. He's the guy in charge of the Ox, so he is the Garrett Stubbs of the Flyers. And we love to see that. We love to see a curator of vibes. We love vibes here. Um, so we'll see how the Flyers keep it rolling. I, It's so funny. Like I've never seen the Flyers win in person, and I don't want to disrupt the good vibes but man like that tuesday game <laughs> to wells fargo center is looking mighty enticing <laughs> i think you this is the year you go because like there's no there's no harm no foul just go test it out and if they win then this is this is the year we get back on the flyers train if not like i want to see what the the deal is here no free ads unless tick pick shout out no free shout outs wants to hook the boy up and send me to a flyer. They game. should. They should really. Uh, it would just be a service. It's like forty bucks to get in the building 
on Tuesday night. That's not bad, dude. That's not bad. For the cheapest oh. ticket. And a cargo. That's Gary. I'm looking oh. at some other prices just to see like what it would cost your boy. Would it be a pretty penny? It doesn't feel like it would be. Uh sitting right behind the goal. Not directly behind the glass, but behind the goal is like eighty eight bucks. That's not bad. That's not bad. I'd pay eighty eight bucks to sit behind the goal. Um trying to see if there's anything else. And then there's one for like eighty four that's a little bit further back, like row twelve. Kind of behind the the goal. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe I take a solo trip to a Flyers game and enjoy a game by myself. Who knows? We'll see. Um, but I'm enjoying the vibes nonetheless of the Orange Blood. Like the the Flyers. I know I said it a couple weeks ago, but they fully earned TV time. Oh, absolutely earned a screen. Like the fil- like the Flyers are on the main screen if they're playing by themselves. A thousand percent should. They've earned it. Um, and this is the only time I get to talk about the Flyers because Matt still is not. You know the champ. I, I'll talk about anything. I'm um, here. We'll talk a little baseball here as uh, the Fightins. It's brought to you by Tomahawk Shades, the best small batch eyewear in the game. From sunglasses to blue light glasses, prescription lenses, and those snow goggles, Tomahawk Shades has you covered. For a fraction of the price of the big eyewear companies, they've been rocking with us for years. You should rock with them. They're the best sunglasses I've ever owned. I'm wearing my blue light glasses when I'm editing, when I'm staring at screens. It really protects your eyes and helps your eyes. Go to TomahawkShades.com or download the Tomahawk Shades app to get the best small batch eyewear for a fraction of the price of the big eyewear companies. And when you go to check out, use code USP for 25% off your order. That's TomahawkShades.com or download the Tomahawk Shades app in the App Store or Google Play. And when you go to check out, use code USP for 25% off your order. Uh, Josh Hader signs with the Houston Astros on a five-year, $95 million contract. I'm very happy the Phillies did not pay that for a 29-year-old reliever where they are going to regret that contract in two years. And then Robert Stevenson, the other big-name reliever who, the more and more I think about it, the more and more I'm okay that the Phillies didn't sign him. I believe it was a three-year, $30 million contract with the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Um, He was getting a lot of noise because he got traded from the Pirates to the Rays midseason last year and exploded like every Rays pitcher does and Mm -hmm. had a great second half. I'm totally okay not giving three years and $30 million to a guy who had a great second half last year and was kind of like average for the rest of his career before that. Thousand percent. Like, look at uh, the uh, like the different avenues you can allocate that money. I mean, I feel like there are a lot better ways to spend that money if you're the Phillies or, or the Astros right now. I mean, um, you know, instead of a guy like Hater, And as you said, he only had a good second half of the year. I know that, that you want to have your guys playing the best baseball towards the playoff time, but, like, I just – the inconsistency worries me. Um, the other news that came out today, uh, which I'm just seeing now, which is pretty interesting, coming from, for the time being, Sports Illustrated, um, 
just unfortunate what happened with Sports Illustrated over the weekend and just absolutely oh, wild, diabolical, gross things. Right, that um, was fucked. The Phillies, this, this article, it says the Phillies are still one of the most interesting teams to follow during the portion of the off, this portion of the offseason. They accomplished their goal of re-signing Aaron Nola to continue having him and Zach Wheeler at the top of the rotation, but since then it's been quiet. There are clear needs on the roster, most notably in the bullpen after Kimbrell left in free agency, and the unit has been shaky over the past few years. Yet there has been no major additions. Uh to their relief staff, and it seems like the front office is still interested in starting pitching. The Phillies have been linked to numerous starters this offseason, including those still on the market, like Blake Snell and Jordan Montgomery. Um, Snell is reportedly still looking for a contract that would pay him more than $200 million, but has not received anything close to that number. In fact, the only uh, offer that he's gotten was allegedly a six-year, $150 million contract from the New York Yankees. Snell balked at that and is still a free agent. But apparently, the Phillies, who they have interest in Snell, if his price comes down, they could get into the game for him. That's interesting to me. And didn't you worry about Snell because of his injury history? Or am yes. I. Okay. That's what I thought that you were. It was the injury history with him that worried you. Um, and the fact that he can't go more than five innings on a consistent basis. No, that was it. That was it. Um, that's an interesting tidbit there. Um, apparently the Phillies were in on Jordan Hicks, not the linebacker that formerly played for the Eagles, but the pitcher from the Cardinals until the Giants swooped in and gave him the opportunity to, uh, be a starter for the Giants and gave him a ridiculous four-year, $44 million contract, which I'm so That's happy the Phillies did not give to Jordan Hicks, who is consistently injured. Um, it's been an interesting offseason, I think, across all of baseball. Like, last year at this point, there was, like, three big-name free agents still left on the market. This year, there's, like, more than 20, if not more than 40. Like, there's, there's so a lot. many guys. Like, Snell, Jordan Montgomery, uh, Jack Peterson, um, like I'm gonna pull up the free agent, free agent list list, because like Reese Hoskins still a free agent. Um, let's see. Um, scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Keep scrolling, 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 scrolling. Um, what? Some big names still. These are all minor leaguers. Um, like Hinjin Ryu, Joey Votto, Jock Peterson, Clayton Kershaw still hasn't resigned with the Dodgers. Uh, wow. Liam Hendricks, a free agent. Cody Bellinger, still a free agent. Justin oh, Turner, I'd like to get Liam Evan Hendricks. Longoria, AJ Pollock, Gene Segura, uh, Matt Chapman is still a free agent. Alex Wood, Jorge Soler. Well, these uh, are big names. Joey Gallo, oh, Randall Gritchick, Brandon Woodruff, um, David Robertson, J.D. Martinez, still a free agent. Wow. Um, Eduardo Escobar, uh, Brandon Bell, Eddie Rosario, uh, Michael Lorenzen, Hector Neris, Aaron Loop, Adam Frazier, Dick Mountain, still a free agent. Um, 
Dude, I think that any team needs to sign him sheer for the fact that his name is Dick Mountain. Are you kidding me? Adam Adovino, Jerickson Profar, CJ Crone, Mark Melanson, Carlos Santana, Tommy Pham, Zach Davies, Michael Givens. Jesus. Tim oh, Anderson. Tim Anderson, former. Whit, Whit Merrifield. Oh, Slugger, I'm pretty sure. Or batting champ. Right, Tim Anderson, former sil- Silver Slug. Silver Slugger, that's what I'm thinking. Silver think. Slugged by Jose Ramirez. You get Silver <laughs> Slugged by him. Kevin Pillar still a free agent. Um, like, there's a lot of big names out here still Ooh. looking for a job, and it's kind of weird. It's giving me vibes of the 2019 offseason when Bryce Harper and Manny Machado were free agents. Yeah, it does not even close. Like, where... Scott Boris is kind of controlling the market and like good for him to get his players paid, but it's like stalling the rest of the market and the other free agents from signing. Cause they're waiting for the Boris clients to sign to gauge the market for the rest of the players that aren't Scott Boris clients. Yeah, it is a good market for them. Um, like Adam Duvall still a free agent. Wow. So many guys that, still looking for jobs that it blows my mind um that there's still so many guys and like we are less than a month away from Philly's perspective wise from the first Philly spring training game like first Philly spring training game is February 24th so we're about a month and a couple days that's wild it's that close first squad workout I think is Valentine's Day Boys getting together for a nice Valentine's Day workout. That's how we do it. That's how we do it. Um, it. Pretty wild, though, that guys are still out there and nobody's getting signed. Like, the fact that Jordan Montgomery, who is a a World Series stud for the Rangers, has still not signed is crazy. The fact that Blake Snell, who won the Cy Young in the NL, is still not signed is crazy. It's wild. I wonder what the what's taking so long. It's nuts. Um, and shame on the owners who are just like afraid to spend money. Like, there's no salary cap. Like, spend money. Don't get me started about better. owners who don't spend money. I can't. I'm gonna. Oh, I, I, I would scream, and it's late, and I can't scream. wake up my parents. I can't scream, Pitsy. Scream. I would. I hate. Cabo John Henry goes over and toppins. And he talks about the goddamn Liverpool FC. Oh, Liverpool. And he can go talk about the team he really cares about. Liverpool at the top of the table in the Premier League. That's great. It's it's nice to see our owner cares about one team with a ball. He also owns a golf team now. That's great. I think he should stop buying teams and and start buying players for the team that has the most loyalty and could get him the most money. I'm sorry. Dude, I've been I, seeing Carabas go off on Twitter. Absolutely should. He absolutely should, dude. Carabas should own the damn team. Seriously. I mean, I would love to have Jared Carabas on this show. I've said it multiple times. Dude, him I've already I already hung out with Carabas at a DraftKings party one time. What the hell? How did I not know this? Yeah, I hung out with Carabas. It was uh oh what bar Outside of Fenway, I think Caskin. Uh, we were at a DraftKings party, and we both watched Albert Pujols hit his the record-breaking home run, the seven hundredth. We watched it together, and and then it, he's a big wrestling fan, as you know, right? Because you sent me the Royal Rumble thing, and I leaned over to him. I said, "Hey, Carabas, I got a I got a theory for you. 
I think Jey Uso is the one who throws Roman Reigns. Like, get out of here. It's already Cody. What? Don't come at me with that nonsense. So Karabas and I were just chatting up WWE thoughts. Well, you saw what they're starting. What Karabas is starting next year, speaking of Royal Rumble. He and Robbie Fox are going to every Royal Rumble together starting next year. Oh, that's the content a I bros need. trip. That's that's the content I need. I hope I run into him at one. I really. I would do. love to have Jared on the show though. Like, oh, is he's so fun good. talking about baseball and like he knows it. Dude. He, knows he knows it. Things. So he open the invite it. right here. Here it is. Here's the clip. Jared Carabas, come on Underground Sports Philadelphia. Let's talk some ball. I know how much deep down. Jared loves the Phillies and loves Bryce Harper and obviously loves Kyle Schwarber. So let's get Jared Carabas on Underground Sports Philadelphia in 2024. Let's do it. I'm all in. Um, I think that's all we got for you guys. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Leave a five-star rating and review. It really does help the show continue to grow. Make sure you're following us on the socials at UndergroundPHI. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Threads, Facebook.com slash Underground Sports PHI, Twitch.tv slash Underground Sports PHI. Follow me on Twitter at KBIZZL311 and follow Pitsy at Pat underscore Pitts. Uh, subscribe to the pod and subscribe to the YouTube channel, YouTube.com slash at Underground Sports Philadelphia. It's where you get full video episodes of this show twice a week, full video episodes of every show on our network. Live streams, clips, shorts, original video content. It's all on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at Underground Sports Philadelphia. We're at 724 subscribers. We need 76 more of you to subscribe before the end of the month. Let's make that happen. Um, happy anniversary to anybody could have gotten it that night. 38 to 7 forever. Um, get your merch, phiapparel.co. Code Underground for 10% off your orders. And, of course, this show is presented by the city of Vineland. And if you or someone you know or your company looking to expand, relocate, or your new business startup, selecting the right location is critical to your success. Pitsy, speaking of critical to your success, mm-hmm. there are rumors of new spots going up in Vineland that I'm very Ooh. excited about. Can't wait. Um, and you could be next. Finally, New Jersey offers both an affordable business location and an excellent quality of life. The city's economic development department is a one-stop source for moving your project through the development and approval process. And their goal is to make this process as smooth as possible and to provide the fastest turnaround times in the region. If you're considering potential uh, locations for your operation, contact the Vineland Economic Development Team at 856-794-4100. That's 856-794-4100. Finally, New Jersey, where it's always growing season. And big thank you to Security 21 Security Systems and Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated for their continued support of this podcast. It's been episode number 605 of Underground Sports Philadelphia. Go Lions. Go Ravens. We'll see you on Wednesday night talking about whatever the hell happens with the Birds, the Sixers, the Flyers, the Union season underway, and a whole lot more. But until then... We're getting that cup out of here. We are signing off. Peace. I'm looking for-